Hello and welcome to the Amar Kutub show, India's leading show for jobs and careers. If you are looking for your first job, thinking of switching jobs or seeking the best career guidance, then this is the place for you. To all our subscribers out there, thank you for tuning in. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions or advice, you can get in touch with us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram or you can visit our website www.amirkutub.com. Presenting Amir Kutub, CEO of the Amir Kutub Academy. Hello everyone out there. Welcome to another live session today. with me uh, i'm not sure if you are able to listen to me fine let me check my mic settings pretty quickly all right i think you can hear me fine all right so welcome everyone on board to this amazing live session on career success myths debunked the format is pretty simple all you are watching me on facebook linkedin youtube uh you can uh post your questions in the comments and i'll be answering those questions uh it's pretty simple and straightforward uh so we already have people who who are joining from different places so ms hussain hello sir hi ms how are you uh we've got rajneesh pansali hi hi rajneesh how are you so guys feel free to ask me any question that you might have sorov chobe how are you sorov uh, thanks a lot for telling me i'm audible that's great sorov is saying good evening amir sorov good evening it's actually good uh, night over here so it's already 2:30 am in the night uh, but i am actually uh, coming uh, this late uh, first of all because it's the right time for indian standard time and i like to wake up pretty late uh, like i like to stay pretty late uh, in the evening all right so we have got questions coming in so we'll uh, take the questions uh, through the format is pretty simple just uh, ask me your questions and i'll uh, uh, answer them straight forward uh, but before i uh, come to the questions one thing that i would like to highlight today is that the session is actually about some of the myths uh, that we have about career uh, that i want to debunk it uh, i want to debunk but you can still ask me questions about career entrepreneurship jobs or anything related to that so the very first myth that i want to uh, debunk about the career is uh we always uh, we feel that uh, degrees are pretty important for our career and uh, that's a very uh, common thing and people when even when people generally apply for the job they will say i have done an mba or btech or whatever and they think that their degrees would be uh, helpful to them uh but the fact is that your degree is absolutely worthless if you do not have the right skills and the challenge is like if you look at 20 years ago the degrees were very well suited for the jobs of that time so you would do a degree you would learn the skills that you would need in a job and then you would go and 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 do the job but the thing is that our degrees our courses our curriculum is already outdated and they are not teaching what you are, you need in the real world to succeed so that's why the value of your degrees become like really worthless and it's it all becomes about the skills so you know when people sort of like apply for the jobs they say i've done an mba uh, do you have a job vacancy in your company i tell them look i do not have any job for an mba i have job for maybe an operations person maybe a job for a marketing person a finance person but i don't care if you have done an mba or not uh, what i'm looking for is the skills if you have got the skills then de- definitely there's a job for you if you do not have skills 
you can flaunt a degree, but that degree is not going to help you at all. And that goes uh, both for the jobs as well as entrepreneurship. Like you don't need to do an MBA or whatever course to go into an entrepreneurship. It becomes about the skills that you gain and how those skills are actually matching the needs. So even if you are an employee, even if you are an entrepreneur, all you are doing is you are actually solving a problem. So you are the part of the solution of a problem. So if a company is hiring you uh, for any role, they are hiring you because they have got a need, they have got a problem, and they want someone to come in and actually solve that problem for them. So the question that company is after is, are you going to solve their problem? Similarly, if you're an entrepreneur and if you're selling a product uh, or a service, then your customers has got a problem or need or pain that you are going to solve. So the very first thing that you need to ask about when, when you talk about your own skills or building your own brand is, what is that problem that you are trying to solve? What is that problem that you are going to solve for people? Uh, with that, I'll open up the line of the questions. Uh, please keep the questions coming in and then we'll take them one by one. Uh, Parvez Basha, hi Amrita. Hi Parvez. As Cham Khan, can you tell about the food technology or food industry in Australia? Look, uh, food industry in Australia is pretty big because uh, Australia is one of the biggest uh, producers of uh, meat. Uh, it's a big producer of uh, other agricultural products as well. But apart from that, it's not just about the, uh, the, 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 the normal food industry. There's a new field that's actually emerging, which is called ag tech, agriculture technology of, of food tech or food technology. And that's a huge field. So it consists of uh, issues about managing agriculture and horticulture properly, but also talks about uh, how you can actually trace the origin and sources of food, how you can manage the allergies that, that comes as a part of the food, food processing, and how you can ensure that there's an audit trail uh, uh, in, the, in the whole food supply chain management. So uh, when we think about any of these traditional industries, so be it mining, be it uh, manufacturing, be it food, all of these industries have now transformed themselves to be dependent on technology. If, if, if they haven't, they, they will be doing pretty soon. So for example, your transport industry, taxi industry is completely being transformed with the advent of technology. So you've got like startups like Uber that have disrupted this technology. Your hotel tourism industry is completely disrupted by technology. Similarly, the food industry is actually uh, being completely being disrupted by technology. So, and the thing about innovation and disruption is that you can't really escape from the technological disruption. You can't fight against it. It's like a wave. The only thing that you could do is you could ride the wave. You could actually learn the skills that are required. You could identify, okay, what's happening. And then you can embrace that change. You can embrace that disruption and then get benefited of it. For example, the banking industry is a nice example of how banking sector has actually transformed themselves with the help of fintech, fin your finance tech, to optimize their deliveries according to the technologies. How many of you are, are going to bank uh, you know, anymore? How many of you are actually doing transactions through the banks anymore? So all of them is, uh, is actually done via technology. So banks is a good example of an industry that's actually transformed itself. Similarly, food industry, uh, even manufacturing industry is actually being uh, transformed with the help of technology. Uh, Yunus Khan, hello, Amisar, how are you doing? Yunus, uh, thank you so much for asking. I am doing absolutely great, absolutely amazing. 
Sunil Kumar, good evening, sir. Thank you so much. Rajneesh, fine, sir. Yes, sir, I am fine. Mahmood Ahmed, Assalamu alaikum. Why? Wa alaikum assalam. Azwejaz, hi, how are you doing? I am doing great, sir. Thank you so much for asking. Shahbaz Khan, hi, sir. Hello. Prashant, kya hale bhai? First class, Prashant. Thank you so much for asking. Aman Purohit has asked question. What excites you more, sir? So the thing that excites me more and like that excites me most and that keeps me uh, going is trying and learning new things every single day. So every single day, if I'm moving in a positive direction and learning new things, even if I'm failing or succeeding, then I'm happy with my day, then I'm happy with my life. So the thing that I do not like is uh, not being able to move forward. So that's why like I jump from one venture to another venture to another venture. I keep on trying new things because for me, it's not about the success. It's not about the money. It's not about the fame. It's just about trying new things. That, that, that's what I like to do. That's how, that's, uh, that's how I like to see uh, uh, my life going forward. It's also about contributing something to the world. So solving a problem, being a part of a solution. So there are a lot of us out there who complain about our system, like political system is bad, the government is bad, the education system is bad and things like that. So people, there are a lot of people out there who just criticize things. What I like to do is what I enjoy about uh, my work is that I like to look at the problems and then see how I can solve them. So it's for me, it's about finding the solutions to the problem and that excites me the most. So if I look at any problem out there, for example, uh, in the recent time during uh, uh, coronavirus pandemic, we actually saw that there were a lot of people, especially at their old age in Australia, that were isolated and they did not have anyone to help them with food or groceries and things like that. So instead of complaining about it or saying our government is not doing anything, what I thought is how can I contribute to it? So, and that's why I developed an app called Angel Next Door. That actual app actually helped uh, people to seek help and then their neighbors would actually uh, offer help. Uh, through through that particular application. So the neighbor would get a notification if someone needs our help, and then they will go and actually provide that help. And this is a uh, uh, just a typical example of rather than sort of looking at the problem and complaining about the problem, trying and finding the solution, and that excites me the most. And look, the money and the fame, everything would come as a part of it. You know, if you are running for money, if you are saying, oh, I want to be very rich, or I want to be very famous, or I want to do this, that's not the right purpose to chase. The purpose is to actually try and solve a problem and of course, move forward in your life. And secondly, a lot of people complain about that, uh, you know, I wish, you know, we, there's a lot of talk about uh, 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 that if I was rich, then I would have done this. If I was uh, uh, a son or a daughter of, a, of an actor or a politician or whatever, I would have done this. Look, it's not about how you are or where you are with respect to everyone else. It's about where did you actually start and where have you come? So for example, if someone started from a slum and now he is at a position where he's able to give proper education to their kid, I believe that's a huge, huge uh, success. And that success is much bigger than uh, you know uh, any other success uh, out there. So. It's not about comparing yourself to others and, and in terms of where you are in, in uh, terms of others. Because, for example, I know there are people who are richer than me, people who are famous than me, people who are doing well than me, people who are intelligent than me, people who can speak well uh, than me as well. But I don't care. 
because it's not about how am I in comparison to others. What I care about is how was I yesterday and have I improved myself today? Like how am I compared to what I was like two, one years ago or two years ago? And if I have improved, if I have sort of moved, moved forward, then that's what matters to me the most. Now, uh, Manzar Mustafa, Asalaamu Alaikum, sir. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much. LinkedIn user, hello, sir. Hi. Uh, Muhammad Junaid Siddiqui, good evening, sir. Nice to meet you. Thank you so much, Junaid. Good evening. Nice to meet you, too. Puran, hello, sir. Hi, Puran. Mahmood Ahmed, how to clear interview in lack of spoken? Uh, Mahmood, I think your question is about, you know, how to clear an in, 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 in interview if you do not have the right communication skills, or if you're not able to communicate properly. Now, if you are applying for a a job that does not require a huge amount of, say, English communication, first of all, it's completely all right to explain yourself in your native language if your uh, interviewer doesn't mind it. And rather than thinking about, okay, impressing your interviewer or, uh, or something like that, what you have to think about is how you can communicate who you are to him properly. Look, the thing is, you need to understand that any interviewer or any recruiter out there has got a problem, has got a gap to fill, right? So, for example, my HR team, they are in under always a huge pressure because we always need more people in our organization. So they already have an axe to their head where they have to get people in. Now, they are looking for the right people. All you have to do through your interview is to ensure them that you are the right person for the job and you can do it for them. And for that, you will need to do a bit of practice. You need to identify, first of all, who you are, what your skills are. How are you going to solve the problem of that company? How are you going to fit in that company? How are you going to benefit that particular company? And then uh, illustrate that. And a, a good example of that is actually try practicing it. Uh, we call it elevator pitch in two minutes try and explain what is the value that you bring to your organization. Don't talk about, sir, I'm an MBA or I'm a whatever B-Tech topper. It doesn't, doesn't matter. Talk about what are their needs, how are you going to solve their needs, and then give examples of the things that you have done within your graduation or even if you like, uh, or in your previous jobs that could actually um, match their needs. And that, that's about it. Uh, Ahmed Bula, good evening. Thank you so much. Good evening. Atik Ahmed, what is the best career scope for a fresher during this pandemic times? So, uh, Atik, uh, uh, the best career scope, like there are, there are no limits, first of all, for the career during these pandemic times. As you have seen that people have shifted to a remote work arrangement, but all of the major industries, except for tourism and few others, uh, are still working, are still operating, the companies are still hiring. So this pandemic hasn't changed the, the career scope as such. What this pandemic has done is has added a bit of requirements that were supposed to be added in the next four or five months, four or five years. For example, if you cannot do your work autonomously, you cannot do your work uh, remotely, then there is a challenge for you to get a job, right? So your employers need to be sure that you can work remotely, you can uh, you have the ability to, to, to do that work on your own. Secondly, the technology is actually involved in each and every sector. Talk about defense, talk about manufacturing, talk about uh, any field out there, food, tourism, whatever it is, the technology is a major part. Now, you don't have to go and learn coding as such. You don't have to go and do like a technical course, but 
technology or being tech savvy plays an important part so you need to be tech savvy you need to understand how technology works and how technology interacts with your industry so for example if you are a civil engineer and if you are not adept with autocad or or, or sketch 3d uh then you are already behind if you are a mechanical engineer and you are not aware with mechatronics then you are already behind if you are in the health sector and if you are not aware of health technology then you are behind as well so it's about seeing how the innovation and technology is disrupting your industry and then finding a niche from there so the the way you sort of find a niche is for example if you are interested in sports and uh, if you got a degree in uh, technology or if you got a btech then you could actually merge those fields to pursue a career in sports technology so what i would uh, tell you is do a strength and weakness analysis of yourself identify what your skills are what you are good at and what you enjoy doing and then look at the opportunities and threats in the market so and then compile them uh, together and see what you could do uh, uh, from there uh, and that's uh, the best approach of uh, identifying the best career scope during these pandemic times Pramod Kumar hi good morning Amir good morning Pramod oh okay yeah good morning because it's 2:30 am over here all right so mehmood amit how okay so this is done uh, pramod is how are you i'm good thanks pramod thank you so much for asking mohammad junaid siddiqui how still is a business uh msc agriculture agronomy sorry i couldn't understand junaid uh, this question can you please uh, uh, type this question again uh, just explain what your question is sunil kumar what skill should we develop in ourselves to survive in this cut and throw competitive world excellent question sunil the the very first ones like is first of all there are two things that you need to know one is and you need to identify your niche what is that one thing that you are good at and and i call these things called t level skills so you need to identify your niche that actually goes uh, vertically down and then you need to have horizontal skills so that's that forms the t so earlier it was all about either i level skill where you would sort of just go deep down in one field you are good at one field and that's that's enough but right now what you need to have is these t level skills and these this uh, horizontal thing forms of all of the soft skills so your communication skills are extremely extremely important uh your uh ability to work with team is extremely important as well your now with pandemic times your ability to work independently is extremely important so especially the people who come from indian subcontinent they are pretty good at following instructions from the manager and doing their job but now a job requires you to think more than that do more than that so it's not about spoon feeding anymore you have to be able to work independently come up with your own solutions so rather than just following what what is being told to you that's an important part and that's where your aptitude skills come in your aptitude logical reasoning uh, skills actually uh, come in place and then uh, so so uh, then your technical skills are extremely important as well when i say technical skills even if you are going for an admin job you need uh, basic technical skills even if you are in mechanical job even if you are in a management position wherever you are you need to be tech savvy right so you can't complain any more about the the lack of understanding of technology it's high time now that you embrace it and learn it and have those skills because those skills are going to be savvy in any field that you apply for and if you can think of any of other skills that uh, 
are important to survive let us know in the comments i'll actually read them out if i missed a few or if you have any more suggestions aman purohit sir my question is my offer cancel can i clear one of government exam but could not clear interview what to do sir please guide okay so aman uh, you have cleared the government examination but you could not clear the interview the reason for that aman is that our colleges and our school schools they always teach you a lot of theoretical stuff that allow you to pass the examination but the thing is that a lot of things that you learn at your colleges 90% of the things are not relevant to what is required in the industry itself so identify the industry that you want even if it's a government sector or private sector identify what are the skills required in that industry once you have identified the skills learn those uh, skills uh, improve your cv build your cv from there and then uh, apply for the 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 companies again with a proper preparation for an in, an interview now the thing with the exams is our exams are mostly from the syllabus and our education system teaches us and forces us to learn from the syllabus but the thing is that the life is going to throw you a lot of out of syllabus questions right your career everything in your job is going to be out of your syllabus and that starts with the interview so your interview is not going to be from your syllabus so when they the very first question they ask you is tell me something about yourself or tell about your career aspirations do not just talk about you know i have done this i've got these many marks and blah 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 talk about your expertise your skills and how your skills are actually going to be uh, uh useful in their organization and then your interview is going to be transformed for example i'll give you an uh, example so one of the interviews that i gave for honda cars uh when i was a fresher i was not uh, a topper i was i had very average marks i did not even qualify for the honda their their threshold limit was a bit high but anyways i got through the interview and they started asking me technical questions but i was not very good good at technical probably you are among because you have qualified your examination but then i asked uh, my hr uh, sorry my manager who was asking me the questions i said how many definitions do you have to uh, use or uh, tell in your actual job and he said uh, none of them so i said uh, the reason i am not able to answer some of these questions are because these are theoretical questions right but i understand that your organization requires these skills this is the, the because i have actually had studied that organization uh, pretty clearly so i said your organization needs kanban your organization needs uh, they used a total quality management system and i said look these are the things that are not taught in uh, an engineering college because i am so keen on working with your organization that i have learned those skills and i understand how the organization works and you need someone who could manage your assembly line you need leadership skills team management skills conflict resolution skills then i forwarded them my cv and i i said i did these things in my college and these have helped me and these prove that i have team management skills i have leadership skills i have uh, conflict resolution skills these are the projects that i have done that actually match with your organization and then the technical interview was over because they knew straight away that i am going to solve their problem i am going to serve their purpose i am going to do what they need me to do and that's how you beat an interview all right so next one is uh, jyoti 
Hi, sir. Uh, Jyoti is asking, hi, sir, are you a hiring undergraduate? So if so, we are where we have to apply for job in your company. Excellent. So my company, Enterprise Monkey India, uh, in, we have got an office in New Delhi. And yes, we are hiring uh, graduates uh, as well. First of all, what you have to do is you have to follow my company, Enterprise Monkey, uh, find out all the jobs that are out there. But even if they are, you don't find any jobs that match you, just uh, uh, reach out to hr at enterprisemonkey.com.au. HR, HR at enterprisemonkey.com.au. It's not .com, it's .com.au. And do not just send your CV. You know, what you have to do is write a cover letter, understand what my organization does and say, I understand this is what your organization does. This is what I bring to the table. This is what my uh, skills are. And this is how I can help you. Uh, can you, do you have a role that would fit fit my organization? Oh, that would, uh, do you have a role that would fit my skills or something like that? So rather than just say, sending your CV and saying, I am a BTEC graduate or MBA graduate or BCom graduate, and do you have a job? It doesn't make any sense to me because it doesn't tell me uh, who you are. And my HR team would receive hundreds of resumes every day. Uh, you won't be shortlisted. What you have to do is you have to stand out. You have to reach out. You have to find out who my HR is on LinkedIn. You have to find out who my team members are on, on LinkedIn. Reach out to them. Tell them about yourself. Write a proper cover letter and tell them how you can contribute to the organization. And that's how you get a job. Uh, Amanda Ashwarya. I'm a graduate in English literature and linguistics. What skills would you advise me to develop and what fields can I pursue? So if you're a graduate in English literature and linguistics, uh, if you're already not doing freelancing, then you should start doing it right away from tonight. Go to fiverr.com, create your profile. Go to upwork.com, create your profile and start creating content, right? Having a great degree and having a master's or PhD uh, or, or whatever, is not going to help you unless you want to go into academic. If you want to go into academic, that's that's all right. Then you have to actually focus on writing papers and getting them published as well. But if you want to go into uh, the, the corporate industry, then you should be getting uh, gaining experience straight away. Uh, uh, you should actually look at technical content writing. It's an emerging field. Direct sales writing, uh, it's an emerging field as well. So uh, you should actually start gaining experience straight away uh, from now. And uh, that would help you, first of all, to gain skills, gain experience, but also would also help you to identify what are the fields that are in demand. And uh, you would be able to sort of find your niche from there. Now, uh, as I said, uh, if you are graduate in English literature, then you could probably look at, uh, first of all, most of the applications that are actually out there, uh, like the, the software and the technological systems, they need translation. They uh, they need help being converted. But there are a lot of education startups as well out there. There are educational companies out there. You should probably look at, at job opportunities in those organizations as well. But as I said, only your degree is not going to help you. You actually have to have more skill than that. And that's, that's why I started this conversation by saying, you know, do not tell me your degree. Tell me what skills do you have. And then I would be able to recommend you, okay, this is the right career for you. When you say you are graduate in English literature, it's too broad for me. It doesn't mean anything for me. But if you come to me and say, look, I am good at script writing, then I can tell you that uh, probably uh, a lot of uh, new animation uh, uh, 
technology or whatever requires those script a lot of games uh, need script and you could probably build your career over there but just being a graduate is too broad and it's too useless for the industry i'm sorry i'm being blunt but the reason i'm being blunt is because i just want to make sure that you understand it from the very beginning all right so we have got neha hi neha uh, what is the importance of our degree then what's the scope of civil engineering in australia there's no importance of your degree i'm so sorry your degree your degree is only good to get you eligible for the organization because companies still require a btech or mba whatever degree companies still require your degree to be eligible but if you are talking about you are a civil engineer do you know how many civil engineers are out there in india how many civil engineers pass out every year in india right a huge amount of civil engineers pass out every year in india you might be able to find a job you might not be able to find a job but it's it's up to the chance itself unless you identify your niche you identify your skills look you would find out that i'll i'm answering the most of the question the same way but the reason i'm doing that is because your skills are the most important thing finding that niche is the most important thing that's the crux it's a very simple message i try to communicate it again and again uh, but the challenge is that uh, it's because been so imbibed in a by our education system by our society our parents it's very difficult for you to understand but i that's why i sort of try to give my own life examples where i talk about how my degree did not help me get a job or build my career but my skills did my mechanical engineering degree got me eligible for honda but it was my skills that actually allowed me i was the only person from my college who got uh, 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 placed in honda there were two people from iit one person from nit and and it was me there were like four people selected in the the interview that i gave out of i don't know there would be thousands of people who applied for it there were 30 people who were shortlisted i was the only one from my college there were around 15 people from iits and nit that were rejected right i have got selected not because of my degree not because of my marks but because of my skills because i found my niche and i talked to them about uh production systems total quality management i talked to them about uh, kaizen i talked to, to them about the japanese management system now these are the things that are not being taught in george university these are the things that you have to learn by doing projects so if you are doing civil engineering for example right now you should be having a, a a profile on the freelancing websites i mentioned fiverr.com fog.com you should be picking up free uh, uh civil uh, civil engineering freelancing projects and you should be working on them now and now is the time not after your graduation to gain experience and 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 build your profile what is the scope of civil engineering in australia now again civil engineering is a broad broad field there's a huge scope of civil engineering in australia there is scope for mechanical engineering in australia all of the all of these fields have got scope but the thing is that the skills that they require is the main uh, most important thing so you need to identify what your niche is and then search whether those skills are actually required in an organization or not and that's pretty simple for example if you as a civil en- engineer want to go in surveying go to uh, for, if you want to search for australia go to seek.com.au that's the recruiting site go to linkedin and search for the jobs for surveyors like surveyors graduate surveyors or surveyor entry level jobs you will actually find the jobs that are out there 
and you'll be able to see what type of jobs job skills they are needing what is the salary that uh, that's out there and what do you need to do to prepare for it if you don't find a lot of jobs uh, maybe you need to uh, try for some different keywords or try for some different niches uh, as well and that's how you do a prop like a general market research like information is already out there it's already out there what you have to do is you have to find your niche and look for information don't look for civil engineering jobs look for surveying jobs look for inspection jobs or whatever those specific niches in civil engineering are autocad jobs uh, or and then uh, from there build your career all right so uh, next is king amir sir what do you do when you feel depressed to light up your day big fan here sir thank you so much bro thanks a lot uh, uh, thanks a lot i've been uh, you have been attending all of my live sessions uh, thanks a lot uh, for that what do i do when i feel depressed to light up my day so actually uh, when i feel depressed uh, there are two ways i process it one one way is to actually just turn everything off just i'll just turn the work off and uh, what i have developed the capability to do is i have the capability to switch off my mind from whatever i was doing and then go back to my family so that's when i actually spend time with my family spend time with my friends and it's very important to be gathered by real people not on instagram or social media because if you go on instagram social media you look at other people's lives and you get more depressed so that's where you have to spend time with your families with your friends with your loved ones and uh, that's what i do the second thing that i would do is i start working on something new something interesting something that excites me so for example enterprise monkey my organization if i'm facing some challenges or whatever and i'm probably bored by the work that i'm doing uh, this you know some some challenges with my team or whatever that's fine i just park it uh, over there for some time and i start working on my own hobby projects right so for example Uh, or or try something else for example i enjoy cooking so i uh whenever i feel a bit depressed or feel a bit tired i start cooking and rather than following a recipe i just try making things on my own and if if you are involved in any creative process uh it actually helps you uh, sort of uh, get away from uh, feeling depressed now i'm not commenting on that depression itself because depression is a di- different subject altogether i'm talking about just feeling depressed or feeling stressed or feeling a bit down Sorov Chobe please enlighten us about the skills which are actually important in current market scenario Sorov uh, thanks a lot for asking this question i think i've sort of already briefed these so f- the very first thing is it's about identifying your uh, niche and uh, your technical skills are extremely extremely important right so uh, when i say technical skills you don't need to be a coder you need to be don't need to be a hacker but what you have to understand is you have to understand how technology is interacting with the things that you are doing how to use social media how to produce the content around what you are doing and how to use the tools that are out there to support your industry if you are in building industry there are tools and softwares and systems for building if you are in accounting there are systems out there so no matter what field you are even if you are in teaching there is online teaching uh, systems out there you actually have to develop those skills and learn those and there are some golden skills that you always need that are much more important than anything else uh that's your ability to communicate now communication skill is not about just speaking fluently it's about being able to communicate what you think to the person but also being able to listen to what the other person is saying your problem solving uh skills 
your analytical skills are extremely important as well and then uh, your ability to work with teams right you cannot do everything alone so the way you manage the work the way you coordinate with the team is extremely extremely important so there are some people in my company who are not pretty good with that that stuff that they do technically but they are pretty good by getting things done and as long as they are getting things done in this way or that way it doesn't matter to me because they are doing the work and that's a pretty important skill uh, for me as well all right soccer lovers is ielts is compulsory to study in australian which university is good for engineering all right so ielts is not compulsory you can appear for ielts pte or uh, toefl yep so toefl ielts and pte are the three ones but ielts and pte are the most famous ones because they are easier to qualify uh, most of the people choose uh, pte i gave ielts uh, and uh, i found it uh, easy enough so you can choose between ielts and pte but you would definitely need to appear in those to be able to to study in australia and uh, you don't need a whole lot of preparation for that if you are like i prepared for around uh 2 to 3 months i did not buy any books or solved any papers i just watched netflix without uh subtitles uh for speaking i just uh, started talking to the 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 people who were actually in australia or in foreign countries just via those chatting speaking website where you can actually talk to people one on one for reading i started re- reading some uh books by a uh, foreign authors who i really liked and just sort of understood their style of reading and uh, for listening as i said it's about just watching the netflix or listening to the podcast and that actually improves your overall listening ability all right mogesh ahmed hi amir sir i have 5 years experience working in australian company here in india i have good seo knowledge if you have any remote work or freelance job please consider me now this is a great pitch uh, mogesh i think uh, everyone out there should actually learn from mogesh uh, because the we he's not said i'm a btech or whatever he has said i've got 5 years experience working in australian company which is a good sign for me i've got good search engine optimization knowledge so i've mentioned that uh, mogesh it would be better if you would also put uh, uh, the skills like the the results that you could deliver and then you write if you have any remote work or freelance job please consider me uh, Mogis I think uh, the way you could have improved this is you could have actually said that I've reviewed your uh, whatever website and I see there is a scope of improvement this is what I can bring to the table Mogis what I would uh, encourage you to do is uh, uh, reach out to hr@enterprisemonkey.com.au uh, with a cover letter uh, mention what you do and uh, uh, and and what you can do for the organization uh as well and uh, definitely someone will actually uh be in touch with you linden juza brother i am also from aligarh started it software work but due to lack of marketing skill not getting any projects please help so uh initially i did not have a huge marketing team as well uh and i wanted to pick up it work so i started freelancing so fiverr is an easy platform where you can put up put up really cheap prices and that would allow you to pick up some projects try and build a portfolio as soon as possible and then secondly try and seek work from the companies that already have work so for example my company uses a lot of freelancers out there so try to seek work from organizations like myself now look the thing is my is a limited company right so i cannot uh, felicitate everyone that's out there on on this chat or can give job to everyone 
But what I'm saying is find companies like myself, including my company, and reach out to them and uh, uh, and, and try and identify the projects. So first of all, freelancing platforms are definite must uh, uh, to do that. Secondly, uh, reach out to the companies that were already providing IT solutions so work as a subcontractor. Number three, and extremely important, make sure that you have a profile on LinkedIn, Instagram, YouTube, uh, Twitter, and Facebook. So like all of them, and make sure that you are posting on these platforms every single day. Now, what to post? Rather than marketing what you do, put the work that you are doing. Provide meaningful content to the people, your target market. So who's your target market? What is the problem that you're solving for them? For example, uh, your target market is uh, organizations who need softwares. That's great. Tell them about how they can use softwares for different circumstances. How can they be benefited by it? But post on these social media channels every single day without fail. On Instagram, post reels, extremely important. On LinkedIn, post uh, uh, some of the stories of how you are doing it. But do it every single day. On LinkedIn, reach out to 50 people. 50 business owners, 50 companies every single day without fail. Like there's no scope. You have to take time out. You have to take two hours out. You have to reach out to the people. Do it yourself rather than and do not ask for the work. Tell them who you are, what your capabilities are, and just tell them that you would like to connect and learn from them and make genuine connections with them. LinkedIn is such an amazing tool. If you do it for one month, 50 people every single day, you will make 1,500 LinkedIn connections. If you do it for three months, you will make 4,500 LinkedIn connections. You will definitely find a whole lot of work from them. But you have to make genuine connections, build genuine trust, rather than just reaching out to them and saying, we are, we are here, we, are, we want to provide sales. That's all you need to do in, for, the, for the marketing. So I'll repeat myself again. Anyone out there, any entrepreneur listening out there, even if you are from, not, from IT service, it, it's still applicable for you. First of all, if you cannot uh, find your own customers, uh, use the existing platforms like Fiverr, Upwork, Freelancer, whatever platforms that are out there, use those marketplaces. Number two, if you're not able to get work directly from the client, then use the companies, the consultancies who are already getting the work from the client and then deliver the work from them because they are always in need of freelancers and external resources. Uh, number three uh, is uh, post content about what you are doing every single day even if you are in manufacturing even if you are in agriculture no matter what you are what you are post content about what you what you are doing how you can solve their problems uh, and number five improve your linkedin profile make sure that you have your headlines and everything correct and reach out to 50 people every day without fail no matter whether it's saturday or sunday you have to take time two, two hours out reach out to people send them a connection request with a custom message Hi, Amir. I, I looked at your profile. Uh, I looked at Enterprise Monkey. I'm amazed by how you delivered that particular project because there are projects out there rather than saying you are doing a great job. So do a research and say, I am doing something similar. I would like to connect with you and form connection or learn from you or whatever it is. That's how you start making genuine connection with the people. Once you have made the genuine connection, once you have talked to them, that's when you say, okay, this is the stuff that I do. Is this something? Is there something that I can actually help you with? And then offer to do them something, 
something at a very lower price or for free once they have worked with you then uh, you would actually get more work out of them adish sir of hyper local stores uh, sorry adish i couldn't understand the question Atif Ajaz, hi, I'm a financial consultant in Mumbai and working to provide services for startups. How to find investors in Australia who can invest in Indian startups? Excellent. Uh, reach out to reach out on LinkedIn. I think that's the very uh, easy way to do it. In Australia, I'll tell you the, the way the startup ecosystem is. Uh, investors are generally investing in groups. So they've got angel investors groups. So we have got Geelong Angels Investment Network. Do a Google search, Melbourne Angel Investment Network. And most of these investment networks are organizing these virtual events, right? So join those virtual events, join those virtual meetups and connect to them over there. If you can travel to Australia at some stage, then uh, of course uh, you should probably be attending some of the, the startup conferences that are out there. But right now travel is not an option. So I would actually encourage you to reach out to them uh, uh, through these uh, meetups and through these events because that's uh, the easiest way to do it. So number one, LinkedIn. Uh, do a bit of search and you'll find a lot of investors over there. Secondly, there's a platform called gust.com, G-U-S-T, gust.com. Uh, you will find a lot of Australian investors are actually use that platform to find startups. So uh, connect with the investors over there. You will find investors over there. Third is a website called angel.co, A-N-G-E-L.co. You will find a lot of investors over there. I think among these three, you will be able to find out and reach out to all of the investors that are out there. Shubh Hussain Khan, Assalamu Alaikum, Wa Alaikum Okay, MS Hussain, can you suggest me which book is best for entrepreneurs? Please share your bucket list book. All right, so I've got some books uh, at the back over there, but uh, one book that I read when I was at school, when I was at college, and that changed my perspective about everything about work was Four Hours Work Week, work week by Timothy Ferris. That's a great book. I would encourage you to definitely read that. Uh, the second book that I would encourage you to read is Four Steps to Epiphany by Steve Blank. Uh, so if you search Steve Blank or Four Steps to Epiphany by Steve Blank, that's uh, uh, actually a great book. And the third book is Great, The Power of Passion and Perseverance. It's by Angela Duckworth. It's an absolutely amazing book. Look, the thing is that you won't be able to find like the full entrepreneur's manual as such in a particular book. Uh, but, you know, you pick up those books and you start from there and then definitely read the biographies of uh, some of the, the entrepreneurs. I, I have really learned a lot from Elon Musk's biography and Steve, uh, Steve Jobs' biography. I think those two are actually a pretty good one. All right. Now, everyone listening out there, can you... In the comments, can you tell me some of the other books that you guys read uh, and, and that you would like to recommend to everyone out there? Let's see uh, what are some of the books that we actually come up with. And then I'll read, read some of those books out as well. Prashant Singh, I'm a marketing engineer. Many times I feel lack of confidence with client due to spoken of English. Uh, Prashant, uh, if you are a marketing engineer and if you are selling in India, uh, the first of all, my question is, is what is the necessity of actually using English? The second thing is that English is something that you can definitely work on, right? Uh, when I moved to Australia first, my English was not that great, right? So I studied uh, from first to 10th uh, in, in Minto Circle, which is an AMU school. It was an English medium school, but it's not a convent school, right? So my teachers used to speak in 
urdu or hindi right um, the subjects of course the books were in english but the conversation was always in hindi or english so it was never a convent school right even my 11th 12th as well the english that i actually learned or the was just by my own efforts so start by reading books make sure you are reading a book uh, every week the sec but for you to be able to improve spoken english you actually have to start uh, speaking and start listening carefully so listening is an extremely extremely important thing to do uh the second thing is uh definitely uh, being able to speak now i have got a full video on how to improve your communication skills on youtube uh have a look at that because in that i have talked about the the four major elements of uh uh communication how you can improve your communication the second thing is you need to assess whether your client really needs that conversation in english right like for example if i am look because i am actually uh, working with a lot of freelancers in india a lot of companies in india even i take a lot of interviews in india if i am take an interview for developer or seo or technical person or whatever it is if they are stuttering in english i start asking them questions in hindi because i don't care if they are speaking uh, good english or not what i care is if i am uh, if they are actually providing me the right value if they can do the work or not so the purpose of communication is not to flaunt your accent or speak very well the purpose of communication is to communicate what you are trying to communicate and that's it so if you are not comfortable with english and if you are not selling to clients who do not understand like who understand hindi and if hindi is your mother language of course you can start talking to them in hindi it doesn't uh, remove from your professionalism because you are selling them a solution to a problem you are an engineer marketing engineer right so you are already solving a problem for them you tell them okay uh, this is the problem uh, and this is how am i going to solve it and and that's it so i don't think english should be a barrier for you at all Here, this thing about english is actually in our mind uh so what happens is that society has so much uh, told us that english is an amazing language if you don't speak english then you are not good enough you can't succeed in, in your career and so on well the fact is that if you are trading in india if everyone understands the language that you speak especially in northern india if you are speaking hindi then that's fine of course if you are trading in south india then you need to either learn their language or english so or, or if if they understand english similarly if you are trading in germany your english is no good because you need to learn german to be able to communicate with those people purpose of the communication is to be able to convey what you want to convey and listen to them if you are able to do that that's all you need you need not you don't need a good american accent english uh, uh, or whatever to succeed in your career all right so ahmed bola nice education is not important ground experience very important in our life uh, ahmed i i feel uh, education is important as i said degrees are not important education is important because you get education by trying things so for example if i have to learn a new skill rather than spending a lot of time in, in just only reading books and doing courses i would also pick up a project and do it straight away because then i would be able to learn it uh, and then implement it and and and, and uh, sort of like uh, learn from what i am doing as well so education is extremely important but how you are being educated should be the correct way so if 
you are an engineer you are a scientist you are a doctor whoever what whatever you are but all you are doing is just reading about the things in the books but you are not experiencing them with your own hand you are not getting the real world experience you are not getting any exposure then that education is not worth anything so you need the right type of education you need the right type of skills and that uh, that comes from the ground experience and that's the reality neha neha asks what is the importance of a degree then so the importance of your degree is that it makes you eligible uh, for a job interview right so there are so many things that are required uh, for you to get a job one of those things is 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 your degree so you definitely need a degree for some of the jobs for some of the jobs you don't need a degree i don't need degree if you want to work at, at enterprise bank you don't need a degree i don't care about your degree i don't care about which college did you go to i care about the 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 skills that you have but yes some companies need degrees a lot of companies actually out there need degrees so i wouldn't say don't get a degree uh, definitely get a degree what i'm saying is your degree is not enough that's what i'm saying so uh, that's an important uh, thing for example if i say uh, you know this water you cannot just survive on water you need like food or and and everything so the thing is that but it doesn't mean that your degree is uh, uh, not important or it's not a part of it of course uh, you should be uh, pursuing a degree and i'm not opposed to it i also pursued like i did a bachelor and i did masters but what i'm saying is i did not make my career solely on the basis of the degree that i did but the thing is that if i did not have my mechanical engineer degree first of all i wouldn't have got a job in honda secondly i wouldn't have got my permanent residency in australia because they need a graduate degree they need the way they measure your skill is that so that's the minimum requirement you definitely definitely need a degree but the thing is that only your degree is not going to help you succeed in your career all right so abad khan guys sorry i'll come to your questions uh, pretty quickly uh, i'll uh, attend to all of your questions and i've got some amazing things to tell you as well so don't uh, uh, go yet uh, abad khan i'm piping designer draftsman i lost my job from jacobs engineering gurgaon have a, any opportunity for my profile in australia can you help me sir all right so the thing is uh, about the, there are if you have uh, lost your job as i recommended and it's an open challenge to everyone listening to my live session or if you are not listening to this now if you are listening to record it it's an open challenge to all of you abad how many people have you reached out to linkedin uh since you have lost your job from now today itself first of all make sure that your profile has got the right things in there uh make sure that you you have specified in your profile title uh that you are actually who you are and what you are looking for and you have to reach out 50 people from your industry not people like me because i am not from your industry but people from your petrochemical or pharma or oil and gas industry who are working in those industries or who are recruiters in those industries reach out to 50 people every single day but the way you reach out to them is look at their profile understand who they are and then uh reach out to them tell them what you liked about their profile and why you want to build a genuine connection rather than asking for job don't ask for job in the very first thing like you know if you go to a party like if you if you are meeting a lot of people you know you, you don't just go and shake hand and say hey i am this and i am looking for a job do you have a job for me 
you say okay i am uh, abad abad and uh, i am a petrochemical engineer i was listening to you uh, you seem like a good person you you done this i would like to know a bit more about you and then you start conversating once you have conversated a bit enough and you have warmed up to them that's when you say can you refer me to any opportunities that are out there the problem is i give this challenge to so many people people don't follow this challenge why is it so difficult to take 2 hours out every single day reach out to 50 people every single day without fail for the next 30 days but people don't do do it three people have so far uh, accepted my challenge and one person got a job in 15 days another person got a job in 25 days there was third person who did not get a job in 30 days but he actually got the job after 30 days he actually got a job after around 80 days or something but from the same person he reached out on the 10th day of of reaching out so he it was not directly turned into a job but he started converse, kept on conversating with the people that those 1500 connection that he made in his industry and one of them actually referred to a job he applied for that job and got the job that's how you find a job i guarantee you you will find a job if you can do this and i'm giving this you this as an open challenge show me that you have uh corrected your profile uh, put it out your profile properly show me the screenshots of you reaching out and making genuine conversations with 50 people every single day for next 30 days if you can show me 1500 connection genuine connection conversation that you had for the next 30 days if you did not find that job i'll personally help you find that job that that that's my guarantee to you akash त्रिवेदी मेरा कुछ नहीं हो सकता क्यों नहीं हो सकता आकाश बिल्कुल हो सकता है मेरे भाई डेफिनेटली हो सकता है आकाश द थिंग इज ब्रो समाइम्स वी फील दैट वी आर नॉट गुड इनफ देर आर सो मेनी पीपल डूइंग अमेजिंग थिंग्स आई फेल्ट द सेम एज वेल एंड आई फेल्ट लुक इन माय क्लास देर आर सो मेनी टॉपर देर सो मेनी पीपल आर डूइंग रियली गुड इवन यू नो आई सॉ so many people out there who were actually absolutely amazing when i came to australia there were so many people who were native australians who spoke better english than me who were well uh uh skilled than me as well and i thought you know i'm i don't know if i will be able to survive here or not but then i thought i'll give it a try and what i found out uh, akash was that uh sometimes we just uh, put ourselves really down and it is probably due to the family pressure or society's pressure or whatever it is the thing is first of all believe in yourself identify who you are identify your weaknesses then identify your strengths and work on your strengths work on your skills you will definitely be successful there's there's nothing there's no one that can stop you if you have got your eye on one thing if you will move on your direction and give it your best then the success would flow you would not even know the problem is ke we actually worry about success a lot we worry about the outcomes a lot and then we decide we might not be able to do this and this is the thing that actually prevents us from doing a lot of things if you stop listening to others if you stop listening to the negative you and just put your focus on trying and doing what you want to do with your life you would be able to do that there's nothing out there that's going to stop you from doing that the challenge and the problem is that we listen to the people we listen to the society we listen to a, like all the voices out there that tells you that you are not good enough you are going to fail uh, and so on and this is where uh, the failures come from this is where the fear of failures come from give it a try give it your ba- best what happens if you fail you know 
what worse could happen so when i was uh, in my btech uh, uh, in the second year i thought i'll develop a social network for my university i was a mechanical mechanical engineer i did not know coding at all i sucked at studies and I, when i discussed it with my friends and i said i want to create a social network for, for my university they laughed at me they said you are not even good at your studies you are not barely uh, you are barely passing your examinations you you don't know anything about coding at all there are these coding toppers who cannot create a social network how can you create one so i thought to myself you know probably they are right probably i will fail i'll fail miserably but i'm already a failure i'm not doing anything uh, good with my life how about i give it a try because if i don't give it a try then i'll regret it for the rest of my life you know you don't ever regret doing something you always regret not doing something so i thought i'll give it a try i learned coding i worked on that project uh, with one of uh, uh, my friend and i actually created that social network in 4 months i was not a great student i was not a brilliant student i was not good at studies i did not know coding at all 4 months ago but the thing is that if i wouldn't have tried i would have never known that i am good enough so rather than thinking mera kuch nahi ho sakta ya i won't be able to do anything apne aap ko chance to dekho dekar dekho yaar you know give yourself a try you know why are you putting yourself in such a position let other people say what they want to say but just put a belief in yourself believe in your efforts and give it a go don't care about what the results are the results the success the money the fame and everything would follow if you are giving your best and if you are following your whatever you are passionate about persistently and determined you won't might not get success in 3 months or 6 months or 1 year but if you keep trying and trying and trying you would be successful ultimately and that what 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 uh, it uh, what matters the most all right so kasim akhtar how australian employees behave with indian employees in any company okay kasim uh, to answer you uh, to put this answer in a very simple way i city jolong i was 23 years old i started as an intern on the second day i reached out to the general manager of my company who was an australian of course because an australian company and i said the work that you have done i could actually automate what work that you have given me i could automate it in one week uh, can i can i do that for you and he said yes sure i automated all of that work in one week and then uh he asked me you have you have done all all the work for the for the the one month that you were supposed to do what are you going to do now and i said look these are the other things that i have found in your organization that i can help you with so he recruited me as a full time employee straight away my internship got uh, uh converted into a full time job 2 years later when i was 25 years old my general manager retired not retired but he had to uh, move on to a next role there was a vacancy in my organization my full board was australian my chairperson called me just because of my influence in the organization and and the ability of uh, of me uh, to actually manage the full organization that i had demonstrated he asked me at the age of 25 i was an international student who had just completed his mba he asked me would you like to be the interim general manager of my company so that's how australians employees behave with indian employees in any company or or, or your australian boss uh, behaves in any any company 
The fact is that if you are good at what you do, everyone is going to respect you. It's as simple as that. If you're not good at, uh, with uh, what you do, if you're involved in politics or whatever it is, then you will always be at mercy of others. But if you are good at what you do, you identify your niche and you make yourself irreplaceable, then everyone out there is going to respect you. I hope I answered that question. Shuya Basan Khan, Hussain Khan, I've completed BTEC in electrical engineering. I have core uh, subject knowledge. Still, I'm not able to crack interviews. And now since COVID-19, I'm not getting an, any interview call. Can you please guide me what I should do and what new online course should I do? Don't do any new online courses. Build your network first, Shweb. Identify. As you said, you have core subject knowledge. Uh, that's great. But that's not helpful in cracking interviews, brother, Shweb. Because as I said, degrees are worthless if you don't have skills. First of all, you need to identify what skills you have. Have you have you actually gained any work experience when you were uh, in your uh, BTEC? Four years. You actually had four years to gain work experience. Four years to do projects. Do, do you have any of that experience? If you don't have that, that's fine. First of all, build your network. Reach out to 50 people in your industry. As I said uh, already on LinkedIn, every single day for the next 30 days, build your network. Extremely important. Talk to them. And talk to them about their job, what they do, and 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 so on. Do not just jump on and do an, another online course. Pick up three projects that the real world projects that you would do. Do it unpaid, doesn't matter. Do it on Fiverr.com, Freelancer.com, doesn't matter. Reach out to those LinkedIn connections and say, "Can I have some project to work with?" Just work on those projects and build your CV like that. Because then if you've got three projects that you have worked with an industry, three pro problems that you have solved, not just an internship. You know, internships are again worthless if you're not contributing anything to the organization, if you're not a part of a solution. You've got three projects, you go back in an interview and you talk to them about the projects that you have done, the problem that you have solved, the skills that you have, not just about your electrical engineering or the, the, the courses or the subjects you will definitely get a job. And your, those 1,500 LinkedIn connections that you would have built would actually help you get that job as well. All right, Shabazz Khan. Yes, I'm at these skills is the key of success. Thanks, Shabazz. Uh, let me know what skills are you looking to learn. I would uh, uh, like to know in the comment section. Sashi Ranjan, sir, how can I develop trust for my innovative product on me by our clients? Okay, Shashi, the uh, the thing about building the products is if you are building a product, an innovative uh, product out there and then giving it to the clients to use it, it's never going to work. The lean startup methodology tells that, that you always build the product with the customer. So you build a minimum viable product and test it out with the customers, give it to the customers, ask them to use it and provide the feedback so that the way you build that trust is by asking the question and solving the problem for them. Rather than saying, okay, this is an amazing product. This is going to solve your problem. No. What you have to do is you have to talk to them and say, okay, I am I can see this is a problem. Do you think this is a problem? This is a pain. They say, yes. All right. Next time you go back to them and say, I've got a solution for this. Uh, are you interested in this solution? Do you think this is the right solution? They say, I might give it a try. All right. Go back, develop a very small part of the solution that's called MVP, minimum viable product. Go back to your customer and say, try this. You know, I'm not charging you anything, whatever. Just give it a try and tell me what you think about it. They will try it and they will say, okay, this is the things I like. These are the things that I don't like. 
go back and then iterate your product, develop your product from there. That's the way most of the startups that are out there become successful is by doing customer discovery, learning from their customers and building their product with the customers rather than for the customers. Never build a product for the customers, always build a product with the customer. Manzar Mustafa, what skills I need to become a CEO of my own company? So Manzar, there are two phases of a company. Like there are more phases of a company, but two main ones are, one is when you are founding your company. And the second is once you have established a company. So once you are founding a company, when you are finding uh, founding a company, you, have, you actually need three main skills and you don't need to have all of them. You need uh, someone with an engineering background who could actually or technical background who could actually control your product or service or whatever it is. Someone from marketing background who could actually sell your services for you or product for you. And someone with uh, uh, who has got flair for managing the full organization. So just uh, uh, make it all up and running. So if you are starting a new venture altogether, then you should actually learn lean startup methodology. Uh, go and search lean startup methodology. You will actually... All of the things that are taught over there are extremely important. Now, don't you don't need to buy a course. Uh, you can actually find all of the resources that are out there for free. Go to steveblank.com. You'll find all the resources for free. Now, becoming a CEO of an established company is pretty different because being a CEO of an established company, you need to look at uh, some of the major departments. So you need to look at the finance. Extremely important to get a basic knowledge of finance. You need to look at marketing and sales and you need to look at the delivery and you need to look at the administration. So generally, I like to see my organization in three parts. One is the administration and finance that covers HR or finance administration. The second is the delivery part, which is the, the, the for example, mine is development team. It could be the production or whatever. And the third is the marketing and sales part. And you need to actually have uh, the skills to be able to understand these three things properly. Because if you're not uh, able to understand the, the, these three main things, uh, then uh, at least the overview of these things, then you wouldn't be able to be a, a proper CEO of your company uh, because you need these three things. But most important from on the top of all of these things, you need people skills, right? So I am good at so many things, but the be the, the thing that I focus most is in actually being able to get the work done by with by the people so identifying the right people making sure that their dynamics is right they are placed at the right position training them uh, properly as well and then giving them the independence and power to actually execute the work and that's extremely important uh, for you to become a ceo another thing that i focus on my organization is building processes and systems so everything that happens in my organization is documented as a process and as a system so and those processes are controlled by the, uh, the, the system that I've actually put in place. So those processes and systems are extremely important. So if you are running a company and you do not have clear processes and checklists and guidelines for each and everything that you do, then you will never be able to scale your organization and you will be running from here to there. You know, how many hours do I actually spend on my own organization, Enterprise Monkey, every day? Guess. I do not spend more than four hours in any given day on Enterprise Monkey, the my main company. I work for six hours, I work for eight hours or 12 hours, but I'm working on different projects, but I do not spend more than four hours on my company on every single day. 
because I've set up systems and automation and dashboards in such a way that I do not need to do so. I, I get notifications if something's going wrong. I can just open up my phone and look at what's happening within my organization at any point of time. I've got the, the right responsibilities and everything. I've got the right checks in place. And that's all happened because I've set up the right processes and systems in place. So extremely important. If you want to live a peaceful life and be a CEO, that's something that you would need to do. All right. So, uh, Sayyid Ubaid Ahmad, nice to meet Amir Kutub. Thank you so much, Sayyid Ahmad, Ubaid Ahmad. Uh, nice to meet you, Ubaid, as well. Neha Inayatullah, your role model. I do not have one role model, actually, uh, but I really admire Elon Musk. Uh, great guy. Absolutely amazing guy. If you haven't uh, read his uh, biography, actually, I've got uh, his biography at the back. Read about him. Like, uh, absolutely, absolutely amazing guy. Uh, uh, make sure you read about him. Sanya Hussain, nice. Thanks, Sanya. Shabazz Khan, sir, can you tell me what is skill requirement for civil engineer for opening own construction industry? Okay, so the thing is, uh, Shabazz, uh, as I said, uh, civil engineering is a very broad field, but if you want to, to open your own construction company, the thing is, you need to identify what, what do you want to do construction in? Is it a commercial sector construction or residential construction center? But if you are a builder or if you own a software company like me or even if you own a management company, whenever you are owning a company, the most important skill, there are two skills. One is identifying the market needs, identifying the problems and 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 uh, solving that problem. For example, if the market needs apartments, but you are building uh, villas, then it's not going to work. So identifying what, what is the market need, what are they after? If the market is for the young families and you are building lavish homes or whatever, you need to identify exactly what's the market need. But any business owner, essentially what they are doing is they are actually managing two things. One is processes and systems. The second is resources. So you need to ensure that you are able to manage the resources effectively, manage the people effectively. And to do that, you need to learn how to build systems and processes. If you know how to learn build, build systems and processes, you can develop a multinational company. You can develop a huge multi-million company. I'm able to execute and roll out business so quickly, and I'm able to mentor and guide so many businesses because I what I do is I build systems, build processes, and then let those businesses flourish on their own because once I have built systems and processes, I've got the right people in them, they can do their job. If you are not focused on building your systems and processes, your business would actually go down pretty fast. All right. So, uh, guys, I'll take uh, five more questions pretty quickly, and then I'll finish the session. We are already past one hour mark. Ankit Singh, bro, how to crack any interview? I'll actually uh, make a full video on this. But to crack an interview, first of all, you need to identify what company are you going uh, to interview for make sure you have done a thorough research on that particular company make sure your cv matches what is being told in that company but the most important part in cracking an interview is answering this question correct tell me something about yourself because this question is going to influence your whole interview because in, if in tell me something about yourself, you are just telling about, okay, I'm this, my mo mother is this, my father is this, and blah, blah, blah. I did my BTEC or I did my MBA or whatever. It's not going to help. 
what you have to do is you have to know what they are looking for what are their needs and in your tell me about yourself you actually mention that thing in the very first go and then uh, explain it with examples so for example uh, as i said uh, with honda cars in my tell me about yourself i did not talk about the mechanical engineering or the thousand things that i did i talked to them about uh, because i knew that they are using total quality management systems and quality control systems and production management i talked to them about how i have implemented quality control in the things that i do how i got those skills and i talked to them about my projects that i have done so talking about your projects or work experience uh, even if you are a fresher talk about your projects that you have done and how it relates to that company is the best way to actually easiest way to crack an interview because they are looking for someone who would match their skill set uh, make sure that you're reading a job description properly and make sure you have got an example for every point in that job description even if you have to make up some examples make those examples up but make sure that you have got examples of all of those job description but i'll definitely make a full video on this one Martin Deporas hello Amir very nice to hear thank you so much origins publication hi hi avakar dongre what is your mindset about your work and organization do you work out often like work out uh okay so no i, I don't uh i uh like i do physical workouts but mentally i think uh, it's just that because i love what i do it's very simple for me uh because uh, i just enjoy my work so and uh, it doesn't feel like a, sort of like a work burden uh for me so i just i am just passionate about what i do so i just enjoy what i am doing uh, as such uh, what is your mindset about your work and organization uh i don't uh, probably what you are trying to ask something else can you actually reiterate your question vakar uh, that would be really helpful for me Amir Khan Ali how are you secretary sahab i am good thank you so much as for asking amir uh, sanjit kumar how to set up own company if i am an android developer and want to provide android development service that's easy uh, uh, first of all you can start working as a freelancer uh, create your profile on upwork.com fiverr.com create a website now to register your company you can start by registering an llp or llc in india don't register a private limited a uh, very simple registration would cost you 5000 to 10000 rupees uh, and uh, if we have got someone who can help uh, him with company registration please mention in the comment section but but that's just a very simple registration it's about create uh, buy a domain uh, uh, dash android development or whatever uh, create a very simple one page website uh, put it out on your linkedin and then start posting information about your android development uh things on your uh, social media uh place platform so make sure you have got a profile on instagram linkedin facebook youtube is fine um but mainly instagram and linkedin uh, are the two main platform that uh, you should be focusing on and just put start putting the information out there and reach out to 50 people every single day for the next 30 days who might need android application development and that would actually help you build genuine connections as well All right, guys. Uh, sorry, I'll just uh, take few more questions. Mohammed Jane Siddiqui, sir, I am agronomist, like agriculture research future. I'll start online agriculture chemical seed pesticide. Dear sir, please suggestion. Okay, uh, that's a that's a great thing. Ag- agriculture researcher future. I'll start online agriculture. Uh, are you are you uh, trying to set up an online shop? Uh, if you are trying to do that, 
I'm actually going to make a video on how to set up uh, your e-commerce business. I'll send you a link to that because it's a wide topic. I have to explain each and everything uh, over there. But it's a very nice field, I would say. Uh, the thing is that you need to identify is the things that who are you selling it to? What is the develop a user persona of the canvas? Who, who those people are? What is their education level? What is their skill level? What is their technical level as well? How much they are adapt to the technology as well? Are you selling it to the farmers or the kids of the farmers who are who are now going to the school and, and can use technology? Who are you selling it to? Then you have to make sure that your interface and everything is as simple as that so that they are able to place the orders to the what payment systems uh, can be used uh, as well. So identify who your target market is what are their requirements first and would they actually buy it from you online or not so do a bit of customer discovery reach out to some of your target market people in your target market and and ask them if this is available online would you buy it or not and develop a minimum viable product a very simple ordering system uh, and see uh, the orders that you are getting and then keep on talking to your customers and seeing how you can actually improve the overall user experience for them because if you do that, then uh, uh, you would be building your product with the customer, not for the customer. And that's uh, extremely important. Sajid Kumar, how to set up on company? Okay, that's done. Biswajit Rao, how to be fluent in English speaking? I've done a video on uh, communications on YouTube. I think that uh, mentions it uh, pretty well, uh, Biswajit. Uh, but what I would uh, encourage you to do is go on Instagram. Uh, if you don't have an Instagram profile and start doing live sessions where you are speaking in English, don't, don't, uh, it doesn't matter if you are not able to speak well or not, because you would have a, a small amount of following. The best way to learn to be fluent in English speaking is actually by practicing it. And if you just do it live, then you can't pause. So you just go live on Instagram and start speaking about whatever topic you would like to. I'm telling you, if you do it for the next 30 days, every single day, and you look back at on the and save your all of your lives on IGTV. Look at your first live and look at your 30th live. You will see a huge improvement as well. So from tonight itself, go live on uh, Instagram uh, today, tonight or tomorrow, at least for 30 minutes and just speak in English about a topic that you want to speak about. That will remove your hesitation. That will allow you to think you know, and allow you to speak while you are thinking as well. And also start thinking in English as well. So rather than just speaking, thinking in Hindi and speaking in English, start thinking in English. So whenever you are thinking about something uh, like I'll do this, I'll do that, just start thinking in English. It might sound a bit odd, but bit of, with a bit of practice, you will be able to start thinking in English as well. So do this Instagram live exercise for the next 30 days. Trust me, brother. Trust me. Your English fluency would increase so now i would actually check on you make sure that you are doing this for the next 30 days and i can pretty much tell you you will be giving me a testimony and you will be telling me that Amir, you told me that this will improve my fluency and it has actually improved my fluency this has been tested uh, with a lot of people and has helped them a lot you just need to take a bit of efforts right i cannot give you like a sanjeevni booty or whatever that will just uh put uh, fluency inside you, you have to put yourself out there, try it. And then I'm pretty sure you will be able to, uh, you will be able to speak uh, very fluently as well. All right, guys. Uh, 
Kamini uh, Mishra, hello, sir. I want to ask, what is the mindset in thinking when you decide a single decision after failure about strength? Uh, about strength, about mindset, what's your thinking that time after failure to back you back up you again as latest version? Okay, Kamini, that's a great question. So, Kamini, what I focus on is whenever I look at failure, I don't look at failure as a setback. I look at it as a feedback. So, when you start looking at as failures rather than being a setback but as a feedback i look at failure as an information for example if i tried a venture say i created a new service or a new product pushed it out to the market but i went into loss because of the loss of the customer whatever now rather than being disappointed by it this is a new information for me this is a feedback for me i will take that information go to the go to my whiteboard if you can actually look at my camera there's my whiteboard drawing board out there so i will go there and then i will start processing that information okay this is what i tried these are this is the outcome these are these could be the reason that i failed then i identify analyze those things and and then i think what are the things that i could do differently now to make sure that i succeed so i'll give you a very simple example I started posting on Instagram and LinkedIn uh, and other platform that I was posting a lot, but my engagement rate was low. And now uh, I, I tried for one month or two months, but engagement was pretty low. That was a failure because I tried something. I failed at it, but I did not take it as a setback. I took it as a feedback. I said, okay, this is something that's actually failing. What are the reasons that they are failing? So I sort of went to my drawing board and say, okay, these, these are the reasons that it could have failed. How about I remove this? I how about I do not do like very long uh, uh, slide posts? How about I change the design? How about I try a story type post? How about I try and do this? And I go back and try that thing, and I, I I try again. I might fail again. Now this is a new learning for me. But with every failure, I'm learning something new, and I'm trying something new as well. And just by doing those iterations, you are able to find the right formula. No one can give you the right formula. No one will tell you the way that will only lead to success. You have to go through the path. You, Every failure is a feedback. You learn from those feedback and try again. And that's how you become successful. And that's my, that's my mindset. Like I don't like the thing is because I'm involved in so many businesses every single day. Every day I've got a problem in my business. Every day I've got a lost client or an angry client or whatever it is. Every day I've got a loss somewhere. So there's so many things that are actually out there. Every day I have successes as well. So I don't get extremely happy at my successes. I don't get extremely sad at my failures. I just took all of them as information. I tried these things. This thing worked. This thing didn't work. All right. Let's reanalyze it. Let's try this thing. Let's, let's try uh, do thing. So once you come in that mindset of constantly learning and evolving the failures do not matter to you at all and that's uh, one of the keys to my success shashi ranjan sir if i only have able to learn anything by reading books and watching online sources can i really make something which really matters for some group of people or society uh absolutely shashi why not uh as I said, you don't uh, need a formal education to be able to do that. And most of the things that I learned was by reading books, watching online sources, but also trying the things. So one thing, if you, if you can add one more thing is by trying things, by actually implementing those things, by testing things, by doing pilot project. If you can add that to your uh, abilities, 
So learn anything by reading book, watching online and trying and learning from your failures. And you can definitely make something which really matters for uh, some group of people or some, some group of society. There's no doubt in that. Okay. All right, guys. Uh, sorry, I've got still a lot of questions. I'll, I'll, I don't know. I could, uh, I might have to leave in next 10 minutes, but I'll definitely try to cover as many as I can. Say them that I have to give in two interviews confidently in last week, but manager told he will talk to HR and tell me about result. Until now, they haven't got even a reply. How should I ask them if they are going to hire or not? Say them that I'll definitely pick up the phone and call the manager, <clears throat> call the HR and say, I was just following up. Uh, I'll definitely leave them an email as well and just say, hey, I was calling to ask if you need any more information from me or say, hey, I was calling to say that we discussed the following things, but I did not tell you about this, this work experience or this skill that I actually had. How are you going with your recruitment process? Is there anything that I could help you to do with the, the recruitment process? And they would actually appreciate that. People do not mind if you actually follow them up. I really like if someone is following up for the job. And there are so many jobs that I would tell you that I would have just delayed on. And just because the person followed up with me, I have, I have was actually go back to them and give them the job. So extremely important to follow up politely in a nice way. Uh, and I'll definitely encourage you to do that. I'm sure my hello, sir. Please tell me the opportunities in web development basic to advanced level courses. Don't talk to me about courses, brother, but opportunities in web development are extremely high. So the thing is now web development, everyone could do web development nowadays with softwares and things like out there. So the scope is in two things. One is in website consulting where you are not just a developer, but you are like a full stack website developer where you can take a client requirement, convert it into design and create a website. It could be on a simple website on WordPress, but you could do everything for them. So that's being not just a developer, but a website consultant. Uh, that's an important skill. The second scope is in web applications. So your accounting system nowadays are cloud-based. Your... Uh, Teaching systems are cloud-based. All of them are what? Web applications. And there's a huge, huge scope in web applications. If you can develop your scope in that, uh, that would be good. So, and, and language is just a mean. So you could start with something like Node.js, AngularJS, so mean stack, or a simple LAMP stack, which consists of PHP and your Apache and Linux and MySQL. So either PHP, MySQL, if you want to start with something simple, or a mean stack, which is Node.js, uh, Angular, uh, uh, with MongoDB combination. Uh, and <clears throat> web application is definitely a growing space altogether. Sayed Amjad, uh, sorry, Sayed, I've already taken your question. So I'll answer you all of your questions later on. I'll definitely make a video on this. Sachin, I'll take your question. Can you suggest some extra skills for mechanical engineers so that they can develop your B during BTEC? Okay, Sachin, what you have to do is uh, you have to right now start looking for projects that you can do in mechanical engineering uh, with the organization. It could be projects from home, projects from working remotely, it doesn't matter. But uh, uh, make sure that you are doing this project. So this project should be AutoCAD designing. This project should be technical report writing. Or uh, these projects could be uh, in actually developing a product design specification or something like that. But also as a mechanical engineer, they don't, if you want to go in production, they don't tell you anything about production, total quality management, quality control. So make sure that you are learning those things. 
if you want to go in mechatronics then uh, definitely learn a bit of electronics and uh, learn about robotics and mechatronics that's an important uh, field as well because mechanical engineering is huge so you have to identify what your niche is where you want to go and then learn skills for those because your mechanical engineering skills uh, would not actually uh, help you get a job these additional skills would all right guys uh, that's it i'll just take the last question i'm extremely sorry i was not able to take all the questions already one and a half hours uh, <clears throat> i'll just take uh, last message from wakar why did you find your organization while you were looking for jobs earlier what was your mindset which got your organization successful and what do you do for mental and physical fitness so <clears throat> wakar the reason i found my organization was i was always passionate about finding my own organization and that was one of the reasons uh, that i left my initial job at honda cars that was something that i was passionate about the reason i was looking for jobs was because i needed money to survive i was looking for a job that could allow me to earn money and then give me time to establish my business because you know just resigning from one job and just putting all, all of it in business is not a solution that's why i was looking for a job when i left my job at in at honda when i resigned it was a rash decision i just took it but then uh, i faced the reality that i did not know how to do the business and i still needed money to survive that's why i was looking for a job but then i was i wanted to create my uh, organization as well now the question is what was your mindset which got your organization successful okay so the initial mindset that i actually had was wrong but it helped me start my organization so my initial mindset was about growth i was an extreme risk taker i'm i'm a risk taker by uh, the virtue of it and i just went all in because i wanted to pursue it and i was able to start my organization but in the first uh, 3 years everything started getting down i was in like 100000 dollars debt like 1 lakh dollars debt and uh, my company was struggling people were not getting paid my invoices were delayed my customers were not happy that's when and this was one of the major setbacks uh, altogether but i again this was a, a failure i did not take it to get as a setback i took it as a feedback i looked at what are the things that are going wrong and how can i improve it what are the things that i can actually specifically work on and that's when i identify in any organization the most important thing to do is to set up the processes properly so if you are setting up the processes of your organization probably what do you and and when i talk about process what do i mean is that everything that you are doing in your organization every decision that you are going to make needs to be documented and everything should be done via process for example if uh, you are onboarding a client in uh, for a new project then there should be a very well defined process a step by step approach of how you are going to do that if you are going to produce something develop something there should be a process on how that would work if you are going to hire people there should be a process as well because an organization is nothing but a combination of process and the resources human resources put together those are the two main important parts of an organization if you do not have your processes and systems right then your organization is going to fail in terms of mindset my mindset <clears throat> always has been that uh, 
it doesn't matter if i'm going to fail or not with every failure i'm going to take the the feedback the learnings from it and i'm going to give it a try again and that has helped me become successful what do you do for mental and physical fitness uh i'm actually not very good at uh, doing a lot of things for physical fitness as such but i like do basic running and uh, uh like you know just basic small very light uh, gym exercises uh what i do for mental fitness <clears throat> i actually uh, one of the things that i do is i do not wear myself out so as soon as i've done the work i uh, leave uh, my work and i actually try and enjoy myself so ask me about any movie i would have watched i love bollywood movies i watch all the bollywood movies i don't watch news because news is a waste of time especially indian news is extremely waste of time movies give me happiness i watch movies i watch netflix series whole lot of them i i <clears throat> actually converse a lot with friends so people would imagine that being so busy would not allow me to spend time with my family and friends the fact is that the level of time that i spend with my families and friends is actually huge but it's not also than the quantity of the time it's about the quality of the time so when i'm with my family when i'm with my friends i don't care about what's happening with my business you know even if whatever is happening i just keep it aside and i just focus on enjoying and nourishing my time with them uh and that actually helps me sort of like keep my mindset refreshed i hope i answer that question now uh all of you watching out there please let me know if these sessions are helpful and if i should continue uh these sessions and what is the the most uh interesting thing that you like about these sessions i would love to know that uh if you can give me likes thumbs ups uh, or, or hearts it will actually tell me that you are really enjoy these sessions but please let me know in the comment section straight away uh what are the things that you like about this session and do you enjoy this session should i continue these sessions or not and what are the other things that i should be actually talking to about in in, in these uh, sessions i would really appreciate that all right guys thank you so much once again i know there are a lot of questions that i have left unanswered i am 100% sure i will review all of those comments i'll come back to you with the answers for that as well but please let me know whoever is watching this video whether this this uh, these sessions are informative useful how can i make them more useful and for most importantly should i continue doing doing these sessions or not as well i'll see you next time this i probably same time on thursday on linkedin facebook and youtube and if you're not following me on instagram please make sure you follow me on instagram because the things that i share on instagram are not the same over here and on instagram i am able to get in touch with you on a more personal basis as well because i do a lot of lives and one on ones as well so make sure that you follow me on instagram at amir kutub uh vakar is asked how often do you come live vakar every week uh, thursday 9 pm i might change the timing to a bit earlier because it gets pretty late in australia but it's every week uh, on thursday on on facebook linkedin and youtube but i come pretty uh, live on instagram pretty often so make sure that you are following me on instagram all right guys thank you so much gorov has said very informative session sir please let me know guys once again if these sessions are informative and should i continue doing them and now my throat is completely exhausted and it's already 4 uh, am in australia so time for me to sleep and time for you to take some action then i'll see you guys next week till then stay safe uh, take care love you all bye bye thanks for joining us for this episode of the amir kutub show 
We hope you gained valuable insights. Don't forget to get in touch with us via LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram or our website www.amarkutub.com. Stay tuned for the latest news and insights about jobs and careers. I hope you find your next best opportunity soon. Until next time. Goodbye.